1: Alright, welcome to the show. Fifth Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM211. Dan Patrick Sports. I'm Nick Eber along with Kartik Krishnaya. Kartik, uh, We've got loads of Champions League to talk about. Plus, we need to talk a little bit about the Arsenal-Manchester United match, which happened on Wednesday. Uh, pardon me, on Monday. We haven't had an opportunity really to talk about that. But let's talk Champions League football. Let's talk Tottenham Hotspur. Because right now, yeah. after their 7-2 uh, destruction at the hands of Bayern Munich at home, uh, the uh, the problems are have never been more obvious, quite frankly. And uh, we need to... We need to chat about them. Uh, 800-878-7529, 800-878-PLAY. Uh, find us on Twitter. I, uh, we are at fist Sports. We are on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash fist Sports Talk. Uh, Kartik, we've got a lot on the table today.
2: Yeah, we have to talk about Spurs because I think we're looking at a situation where uh, the dressing room is imploding. Uh, Pochettino might have lost control of the of the club and doesn't know what to do next. And uh, they've spent money in this last window after not buying a single player in the previous two windows, but I, I don't think they did a good job with that money. I, they've made some strange decisions. So uh, Spurs
1: imploding and a lot more to talk about beyond that. Uh, yeah, so we're going to get a, uh, we're going to get to all of it. Uh, plus, we might take an early peek at some matchups coming up this weekend in the Premier League. And don't forget, by the way, uh, there is an international break after this weekend's Premier League action. So Sunday, the sixth of October, will be the last matches for thirteen days. And I just hate that, Kartik.
2: Yeah, it's uh, uh, so terrible without any European club football. Uh, nothing. You know, I was just thinking uh, uh, today, it's like, oh, when's the next Champions League match day? Oh, yeah, it's like three or four weeks down the road because yeah. of the international break. So uh, it's just something we have to get used to.
1: All right. Well, we'd love to hear from you. That's the way it works. Eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. 878 Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you know, you know where we are. By the way, if you're listening on one of our digital media pla- our digital platforms, whether it's iHeart, TuneIn, Uh, award-winning SiriusXM app. We welcome you to the show. We are with you each and every weeknight from 9 p.m. Eastern time right here. That's Monday through Friday. All right, we are going to step aside, take a break, and we will be back with more on Fifth Street Soccer. Right now,
0: the Home Depot makes replacing your old carpet easy. With more styles and colors to choose from, there is no better time to buy. With free installation on any carpet purchase of $499 or more. All by licensed local pros. Backed for life, today is the day for doing and saving. With free carpet installation. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. For a limited time, $499 minimum purchase required. Typically $699. For license information, visit homedepot.com slash license numbers. Valid through November 6, 2019.
3: Hey Mike, how's the house coming along? (sighs) Needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask HomeAdvisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool.
4: Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, HomeAdvisor
5: is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out.
4: Go to HomeAdvisor.com or
5: download the free app. HomeAdvisor. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free Page Publishing New Author Submission Kit. One quick three minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how. You you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885.
3: Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education.
1: Alright, welcome back to Fifth Street Soccer. Nick Eber and Kartik Krishna with you tonight. We are talking Champions League football. Let's start with Tottenham Hotspur, shall we? Where Kartik, uh, a, an amazing thing happened. I hate to use that word. It's a horrible, overused, trite word. Uh, but really, let's just say an incredible thing happened, uh, at the, uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium yesterday, uh, in that they were dismantled by a former Arsenal player, which resulted in a 7-2 thrashing at the hand of Bayern Munich. Now, Kartik, we've spoken about Tottenham and about some of their issues, and I've said to you on numerous occasions that it's a mental problem because after the defeat at the hands of Liverpool in the Champions League final... The players on that team had to have known that the chances of getting back to the promised land were essentially zilch. They weren't going to l- win the league. So where was there to go after that? It had to be a terribly crushing thing to look at. And I think that we're seeing that this is a, a team with no, with no morale left in it whatsoever.
2: Yeah, I think it's a team that, that that's, quite frankly, just kind of given up and is going through the motions. Guys uh, who are in the shop window or just didn't think they'd be back there this season, uh, like Christian Erickson, uh, who, by the way, you know, was running down his contract. They're going to have to sell him in January to get any return on, on, on him. Uh, and uh, Rutongen, who seems pretty checked out, uh, you've got it, an issue where defensively uh, – they haven't improved. They don't have much muscle in midfield. Obviously, Pochettino has really nurtured and developed Harry Winks, the young English midfielder, but he's a he's a, he's a guy who moves the ball side to side, right? And he's in that number six role. Uh, you need some muscle next to him. You need somebody who can win the ball. It's just like why you need Conte flanking Jorginho. Uh, Winks is a similar player to Jorginho, so you need a Conte-type player, uh, a Fernandinho-type player. They have uh, – uh, they have uh, – Sissoko so playing there, and he's a player that that that's more of an attacking midfield player. So in Dombele, they go out and sign, and he um, hasn't been great. Uh, and look, I, I just you know the the kind of goals Byron scored yesterday, some of them were worldlies, right? I mean, uh, Lewandowski's second goal was just, I mean, that's as good a goal as you're going to see a striker's goal. Just the skill level it took to to, to finish that, but. Still, the movement, uh, you know, you saw Thiago spring uh, Niavri on one of those goals. Uh, nobody is, is is reading the match in Tottenham's back line. You saw uh, Coutinho and, and uh, 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 Lewandowski with these nice little one-twos. Uh, uh, Toliso getting involved in that, too. Uh, Bayern just picked them apart, and it looked like a team, quite frankly, Bayern is, we, we talked about it on Monday, one of the best teams in Europe, in, in my opinion. You know, top, top three or four, they're one of the contenders to win the Champions League. Still, you don't concede seven goals to anyone if you're if you're dialed in, if you're at, at home, if you're if you're playing hard, if, if you're focused. And too many of those Bayern goals, as nice as they were, came because of a lack of focus from Spurs players. Uh, and uh, I think it's just something in their dressing room, right? I, 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 it seems like we're talking about this every single show we do, Nick, with this Spurs situation, but it's spiraling out of control now.
1: Well, you know, the funny thing is, is that um, I guess it was uh, 2-1, right? Second half?
2: Yeah, it was 2-1 at halftime. Yeah, 2-1 at
1: halftime. Harry Kane uh, with what? The penalty, right? Uh, scored the penalty? Is that yeah. right? And it was 2-1. Yeah. And then, you know, they went all the way, I want to say, I mean, I, I watched the match without any, uh, to the 53rd minute, right? Uh, Nabry scores in the yeah, 53rd then, minute. Then,
2: then, then, uh, then in the then 55th uh, Byron minute.
1: Scored two goals. Yeah. In two, two minutes, two goals right. Quickly, right. There yeah and then the, then it the at that point. and then and then Kane and then Kane um pardon me it was a it was 4-2 right uh in the 61st minute yeah. that's what I'm saying when Kane scored that penalty and you know I, I kind of felt the way Kane pulled the ball out of the back of the net and sort of ran to to take the kick off with it you know you kind of thought wow this is one of these things where we're going to see some some guts and some gumption and and maybe it won't be a, a 4-4 or maybe it won't be a uh, you know, five-four uh, Spurs victory, pulling it out. Maybe it'll be a four-three defeat, but they're going to show some some stones in their, you know, in in their character. Uh, instead, um, you know, Dombelli comes off, Eriksson comes on, uh, and, uh, you, know, uh, and um, you know, and you know, and Deli Alley comes off, and all of a sudden, bam! It's it, that's it, game over. I mean, you know, okay, the Lewandowski goal was was absolutely beautiful, but you know, they let Nabry score to get uh, uh, score twice more. I mean, you know, it's 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 outrageous.
2: Yeah. It's, it's also outrageous Arsenal sold
1: him. That's, that's another matter. That's a
2: matter for another day. Um I, I, when Arsenal is so poor right now. I mean, it's just amazing they sold this guy. But whatever. Yeah. Um there is a lack of character and focus now on the Spurs team. And the Spurs team seems so gritty the last few years, right? They were punching above their weight perennially, Nick. They weren't spending as much money as the other clubs. They had a lot of homegrown players. You mentioned Kane. We mentioned Winks. These guys came through Spurs' system. Uh, And now suddenly it seems like they have less grit, less character, less a fight – than anyone else in the upper echelons of the Premier League and in the upper echelons of European football in the Champions League. It's it's bizarre what's happened. It happened over one summer. That's what's so uh, troubling. There's got to be – there's something going on. I, I, I almost want to say, Nick, there's got to be something personal with some of the players. There's got to be something more than just football or, or, or being unhappy about not getting transfers or, or something. It's 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 that bad.
1: Well, uh, they've won what uh, in the Premier League? They've won uh, three matches. Uh... So in 17 matches, they've won four out of 17 matches in the Premier League, going back to uh, February of 2019, where they lost uh, at home. They lost away to Burnley. I mean, they came off that three-game winning streak last season, four-game winning streak, uh, which saw them in, what, second place in the table? And then, you know... It yeah. was just downhill from there. I mean, their slump has has been now it was since three way title race at that point. Remember? Yeah, right, right. Within, uh, they were within a couple of points
2: of both Liverpool and Man City. Right, exactly. Started. I want and, to say they were within three points. And,
1: and you know, from that point on, end of February of this year until today, uh, they've won four matches in the Premier League. Think about that. And they now
2: in the Champions League. Have I mean, a minus that's actually. Yeah, I mean
1: that 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 was what that was match day twenty seven. They lost, so there was eleven games yeah. they played there, and we played what seven. So in eighteen games in the Premier League, they've won four. Yeah. I mean, they're third. There's what? There's uh, thirty eight games. So eighteen games is almost halfway through. Is almost half of a Premier League season. Almost, not quite. Yeah, uh, and say. I think not so. Only that's, that
2: they they have they have like. One one or two points away from home in that whole period. I mean, they, they've been so poor away from home. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh, almost criminally bad. And and it doesn't matter who they face. It's not necessarily top six teams or top half teams. I mean, they they go to Bournemouth. They go to what does they go to places like that? Brighton. They struggle. But what does they can't top get results?
1: You know, we say top six and we bandy that 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 statement around. Uh, you know, with impunity. Not just us, but football journalists in general talk about top six really what you mean when you say top 6 is you're you're talking city you're talking liverpool you're talking arsenal you're talking chelsea you're talking united and uh, and you're talking tottenham those are what we call top 6 but those aren't top 6 teams of that group i mean arsenal barely make the top 6 let's be honest all right yes. i mean you know yeah and, and uh, actually sp- spurs barely make barely make the top 6 uh, you know, you're talking Liverpool City, Leicester, Arsenal, West Ham. West Ham are in the equation. So, we can't say top six anymore because right now for me, uh, the top six doesn't include teams like Tottenham because they're such a, they're such an unmitigated disaster. I mean, look, let's be honest. Uh, Tottenham are on 11 points, tied with Chelsea, tied with, tied with Bournemouth. I mean, come on. Uh, tied with, uh, Crystal Palace. I mean, that's, what, that's where we are right now. We can't say top six. We should say the old top six, maybe. But that's not the new top six anymore. Well, Liverpool well. and City, quite frankly, uh, Kartik, are in a, a, a completely different class to most of the other teams right now in the Premier League. And we only have 30 seconds.
2: Well, that's true, but uh, Spurs started slow in some other seasons that have come on. I just think this season feels very different because of the way they're losing, the mentality of the side, this Bayern result is, is absolutely embarrassing. Look, we thought Bayern would win the match when we pre it, and Bayern's a better team, but we didn't think they'd score seven goals at Spurs. All right. uh, and also, I think because Chelsea is a We've young got to to team break. that's coming on, so they're going to be good.
1: All right, we'll pick it up on the other side. History soccer.
4: If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Imagine this is your money
0: That's 800-932-1749
1: All right, welcome back. Nick and Karthik with you. 800-878-7529 or find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash... Uh, fifth street Fifth Street sports talk. Uh, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter also at fifth street sports. Uh, we do have some uh, response coming in on some of the topics that we've been talking about both today and uh, earlier on in the week. And I want to get to them, Kartik, uh, Ray Orozco, who's a listener of ours in uh, Milwaukee, uh, said, isn't this week referring to the Champions League? Isn't this week just really an indication of just how poor the rest of the Premier League teams are outside of Liverpool and City? I think Real Madrid fans should be worried that they could turn into the next man, United. Manchester United realistically has not showed, for has not, uh, he said showered, but I think he means uh, has not uh, uh, fought for a Champions League title in over 10 years. And is this really just the indication that money does never replace talent Look what happened when Ronaldo left both of these club teams. Uh, let's deal with that comment first, and then he talks a little bit about what's going on at Tottenham. I want to read his comments there as well. But you know, he he brings an interesting point. I, I would just suggest to Ray that you know it's not. It was only a few months ago that we had four English teams in the semi-finals uh, of both the Champions League and the Europa League, and We have an English team that is currently the European champion and an English team that is currently the title holder of the Europa League. So I wouldn't make blanket statements about, you know, how poor English football is. Chelsea won today, for example. Um, Look, I, I think City and Liverpool have laid down the marker in terms of being the best teams right now in the league. But, you know, not too long ago, other teams were the best teams in the league. We talk about the cyclical nature of the game. And, yeah, United clearly in a uh, rebuilding mode that's going to take a number of years to complete. Uh, But Kartik, I I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe it's time for German football to have a little bit of a resurrection. Yeah,
2: these things these things are all cyclical. So I think uh, for many years, Spanish, uh, La Liga were putting teams were winning the Europe like the Premier League did last year. They'd have the the La Liga champ, they would have the Europa League champion and the uh, Champions League champion. Actually, I think uh, there was a four or five year period where uh, where. There were eight finalists in the Champions League, and six of them were Spanish teams, right? And right. Juventus was the only exception. And every single year, a La Liga team won uh, the Champions League. So, yeah, and then you it swung to England. Now you're seeing Real Madrid and Barcelona dropping points constantly in the league in a way that the top teams in England used to. Now the two, top two teams in England hardly drop points uh, to the rest of the league, but... Team 3, Team 4, Team 5, Team 6, which we just talked about in the last segment, we're not sure who those teams are right now, are dropping points and are very competitive. So, I don't really base the quality of a league on what the top two or top three teams do. I mean, I think there was more depth in Spanish football a few years ago than people gave it credit for when they said, oh, Real Madrid and Barcelona win everything. I think there's more depth in English football now than people are giving it credit for when they say, oh, Liverpool and Manchester United are, or Liverpool, and Manchester city are so much better than everyone. Uh, as far as German football. Yeah. I think the Bundesliga has been at least for me, very entertaining the last few years. I don't, I, I pretty big announcement this week that they're shifting from Fox to uh, to ESPN. I have to say I'm not thrilled with that. I think Fox has given us a lot of exposure to that league, and I, I tweeted that I, I'm very worried about them and then got all kinds of blowback uh, because people love ESPN, I guess. Um, but I, I, I've enjoyed watching uh, – I've enjoyed getting to know the Bundesliga better, I'll admit, even though I – consider myself a savant of European football, i have really gotten to know the Bundesliga the last few years when it's been on Fox. I enjoy the league. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's their turn to take, take their place as the top league in Europe. Um, But it'll be on another network in the U S starting next year. That's maybe a topic to explore in uh, the near future. I uh, was uh, uh, not surprised by that announcement, but as I said, a little, little disappointed and uh, ESPN is now once again, collecting leagues, um, and Fox is uh, basically out of the football business, outside of uh, FIFA tournaments and MOS.
1: Yeah, Fox is out of the football business. It's a sad day from a guy that helped to build Fox's football business, uh, yeah. I have to tell you. Uh, I'm very sad about it. Um, we kind of digress a bit here, uh, but let's talk about it. I mean, I'm disappointed because we won't hear Keith Costigan and... Um, yeah, uh, and uh, who's he with? Uh, Costigan
2: and Barton have become the yeah. uh, uh, Keith Costigan, and Warren Barton have become the kind of signature Bundesliga uh, 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 announcers in this country, and Ian Joy, those guys. Uh, Ian Joy, uh, yeah. Uh, so Costigan we, in particular. Yeah. We're going to yeah.
1: hear Taylor Twelman yeah. apparently instead, which I have to admit. It uh, doesn't seem to excite me very much.
2: Oh, I, I know we're going to hear him. I've had that confirmed for me. He's going to be on those Bundesliga uh, broadcasts, apparently. Yeah, uh, I so, couldn't give a uh, rat, um,
1: ratty about that. I mean, we could hear Craig Burley, though, so that could be kind of neat. We'll see. Uh, you know, uh, but, yeah, but, but look, sad uh, because... announcers aside, I mean, announcers aside, I like the yeah. ESPN platform, Kartik. I have to say, I, yep. I know you're mixed on it. I think it's an excellent platform. I think you get incredible value. I, I've not been, in fact, I was going to call, I was going to mention today how upset I was that I finally had to take my hand off my wallet and buy the Bleacher Report uh, pass uh, for the Champions League, which I hate doing. Uh, but there was only, you know, this week, this week, they have only had two champions league matches on the telly or no they had the early ones as well but i'm sorry but uh but you know four then
2: i guess uh, you know, they yeah they had
1: four matches out of all the champions league matches it, it, it's shocking it's, it's scandalous and it's you know 10 bucks a month for the monthly pass it's 80 bucks a year you know for 699 you get espn and all the leagues and all the other espn content i think it's pretty fair yeah
2: yeah, and and uh, no, I I don't dispute that. I think it's great. It's a great value package for what you get, and I'm excited that the, the Bundesliga will be. So this is the the debate. So the debate is Fox shows will has shown more Bundesliga games on linear television than have ever been shown. FS1, FS2, uh, a fair number of games. They're usually Bayern right. games, right? But a fair number of games on Big Fox also. You know, maybe five matches a year. Um, and have really increased the scope of the product. But the games that are not on linear television, you're paying $20 or something a month for a Fox Soccer match pass. Now, for the $699, $599, you can get every match in the league that's not on ESPN, on ESPN+. Plus, So it's actually a better deal. But my thinking is that there'll be less games on linear television because that's just the way uh, the the, the business is going. And uh, quite honestly, ESPN doesn't have the... The windows open that Fox did. Fox showed a lot of Fox shows as many Bundesliga matches as NBC does Premier League matches. I know people may be shocked because they think, oh, what NBC does with the Premier League is something unique and remarkable. I always hear that. There's some some reverence for NBC that I don't know that how they've earned that. But Fox shows as many Bundesliga matches. They show a lot of games. I don't think ESPN's gonna show as many games on television. Yes, they will on streaming, but not on TV.
1: I tell you what, let's get back to Ray Roscoe's comment though. Um, Man United haven't realistically challenged for uh, a Champions League title in over ten years. I agree with that. He says it's just the indication that money doesn't replace talent. Look what happened when Ronaldo left both Man United and Real Madrid. And you know, I actually agree with him. I say this a fair amount, Kartik. You know, um, it's great to have a player like uh, Ronaldo or you know uh, Neymar. What? How much did they pay for him? One hundred and fifty million. Although ne- Neymar's not a good example because I don't think he's actually half the player he's supposed to be. But let's just say a Ronaldo, okay? Uh, a Luis Suarez when he was at Liverpool. a yeah. You know, it- it's great to get a sack of money. But what that sack of money does is it just sits in the middle of the field. And when the ball hits it, it makes an almighty jingling sound as the ball hits the sack of money. I mean... It's great to have it, but you've got to get a player that's going to replace the player you've lost. And those players, when you're talking about the sort of upper echelon players like Cristiano Ronaldo, those players just aren't out there. You're going to have to replace one Cristiano Ronaldo with three other extremely hot, world-class players, none of whom are quite as good as said Cristiano Ronaldo, in order to make up for his loss, and even then you still might not.
2: Yeah. Real Madrid has just not been very good since they sold Ronaldo. Uh, They struggled the year before in the league, but got through Champions League. Some fortunate results, but they got through Champions League nonetheless. Um, But they've just not been good in in league or in Europe since he left. uh, They have not replaced him adequately. They've now spent a lot of money on uh, players that aren't, aren't at that level. So you either have... To ha- buy another player at that level, or you have to have a lot of faith in your youth academy. Which is why I love what Chelsea's doing. They sold Hazard, but they're giving Mount a chance. They're giving Tamori right. a chance. Yep. They're giving Abraham a chance. These are all and now Reese James started today. Uh, and had a pretty good game by all accounts. I didn't see the match, but had a good game. So that's four guys that came through Chelsea's system that they're that they're putting faith in. So you either do that or you go out and you buy a replacement for uh, the high level player. Real Madrid didn't do eight either. They don't have y- young players coming through their system. They're kind of, they, they loaned Hakimi to, uh, to Bruce Dortmund. He's been good there. Uh, they should have held on to him. They gave, sent him out on a two year loan. Uh, he scored both goals actually for Dortmund today. And then, uh, this, uh, and then now Savalos loaning him to, uh, uh to, to Arsenal. That's a bad move. And then they haven't bought adequate replacements. You know, the Real Madrid is the, uh, the ultimate club for the vanity buy, Nick. They just buy pieces because they think they're good in a shop window and they can sell a lot of uh, kits. And I think that that strategy now is blowing
1: up in their face. Oh, I think you're right. Um, It's evident that the deep infrastructure that that team used to have doesn't exist anymore. Um, I I think Barcelona probably have more of that infrastructure still in place, although it too has been decimated over the years. Uh, It's an interesting discussion to have. We're going to have to have it on the other side of the break. Uh, when we come back, let's continue the discussion about the Champions League. I think we're done with Tottenham. We do know they're just a disaster. I think it's going to have to culminate yeah. in Pochettino moving on. But maybe we'll come to that conclusion as well after the break. All right, we're going to have to go there, though. Fifth Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211. Nick Eber and Kartik Krishna are with you. Don't go anywhere. Three minutes. That's all it is. We'll be right back.
0: Staples is more than a place you go to buy a printer.
5: It's where an associate explained the difference between an inkjet, a laser jet, and a super tank printer in a way I could understand. Where I found a huge selection of printers at great prices so I didn't have to run store to store. And it's where I can easily find the ink, toner, and paper I need priced low every day.
0: Staples is your one-stop shop for all your printing needs. And right now, save up to $200 on select printers. Staples, for your business printing and beyond. In-store only and 10 5 19, while supplies last. Exclusions apply.
5: Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780.
0: 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Prepare your
4: vehicle for the weather ahead during Super Start Battery Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase a Super Start battery and get up to a $25 gift card after mail-in rebate. Plus great deals on jumper cables, battery chargers, and more. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts. Better prices every
5: day. Limit supply. See store for details. O,
3: O, O, O'Reilly Auto Parts.
1: All right, welcome back. That was a quick three minutes. Nick and Kartik with you. Uh, very funny, by the way, Kartik. We were talking about that kid uh, plays uh, uh, the Dutch kid. Uh, what's his name, the American one? or the Serginho Guest. Yes, Sergio, Guest, right. Yeah. Uh, Chris uh, Edel, who's uh, Ronald Gringo is his uh, Twitter handle, writes, It will be an absolute failure of American soccer if they do not stop this Dutch kid. Who was born and raised in the Netherlands to a Dutch mom, who presumably speaks Dutch as a first language, who has been with the Dutch club for seven years. Well, it will be an absolute failure of American soccer if they don't get him to decide uh, on the US over the Netherlands. <laughs> I think that's a very funny tweet. That yeah, was funny. And, and I, yeah, yeah. And so true. I, um, but I you know, tweeted that, by the way. Because, oh, you did.
2: Uh, Yeah, yeah, you know, I just think that's a brilliant piece of analysis. And there is no reason. Now, maybe you start tweeting at us now, I guess. There is no reason in my mind why a kid who has the opportunity to play for the Netherlands, one of the elite footballing nations, when he plays at Ajax, grew up in that country. And it was also more uh more of a commodity than in in, in european football and in the transfer market etc because he's a professional he only has so many years to make make a living as a professional footballer a high level professional footballer uh, it is much more lucrative and much more useful to be a dutch international than an american international i'm sorry well, but that's the reality well, And these I... guys are, are are professionals that have to make a living
1: well, and and forget forget lucrative for a minute, Kartik. I mean, the Dutch team is on the ascendancy. Uh, in even though they did yes. not make the World Cup the last time around, uh, I would have to say, in my mind, if if you had to ask me today to give you four or five favourites to win the World Cup if it took place tomorrow, guess what? The Dutch team would be on it because they look absolutely yeah. superb right now. And, you know, there's no denying it. We talk about the cycles of football. Well, the Dutch world is in the positive upward swing cycle right now. The U.S. national team is in, I wouldn't say a downward cycle. I would just say it's in a, it's in a growth, very, very slow build cycle. Uh, so, and we really get off topic here because I don't remember what we wanted to talk about before the break. We were going to wrap up Spurs, Kartik. Uh, let's wrap that up. Uh, the only way I see this ending is the departure of Mauricio Pochettino. Yeah, I think um, he is going to walk away at some point. He opted
2: not to to take the Man United job or the or, or the Real Madrid job or, or actively pursue those jobs when they were available. I do think the next time one of those two jobs comes available, uh, Real Madrid it could be real soon. Uh, actually,
1: yeah. United
2: could be real soon too. Uh, he's going to take it and he'll walk. And that's going to be in the very near future. Uh, and at that point, Spurs will have to find a manager that is able to manage a squad that is not willing to pay top wages. Now, this is not just about transfers. A lot. I think it's very simplistic in the media that people say, "Well, uh, they're not uh, Arsenal paid seventy million for Pepe, uh, whatever." You know, Spurs don't don't spend that kind of money. It's also about the weekly wage bill. Spurs are unwilling to pay above a certain amount. Uh, in player wages uh, for any player, even a Harry Kane level player uh, or a son level player. So um, eventually it becomes very difficult to continue to compete against the likes of of the, of the Liverpools and the Manchester cities and uh, the Chelsea's with that sort of wage structure. Now I know because they have a new stadium, they're supposed to be able to lift that wage structure a little bit, but Uh, I have to stress this, and this isn't talked about enough, Nick, we know what the Emirates did to Arsenal, right? How it made them uh, cut down on spending for a number of years as they paid off that stadium. I think even though we've been told the opposite of that, that Spurs might be in the same position where they have built a stadium. It is a huge stadium. They have to pay it off. They had all kinds of uh, delays in opening that stadium. I think there are probably some cost overruns associated with that stadium. I also believe that there are probably people who bought personal seat licenses that uh, uh, did not enjoy having to spend, uh, spend half that season at Wembley and now are trying to recoup some of that money. So I think there are all kinds of problems at that club in general, uh, and he will walk away. When the Real Madrid job or Manchester United job is next open, which
1: could be within weeks, but he already said he would walk away if they won the Champions League. And I, just think about that for a moment, okay, if if you would. When was the last time Spurs won any silverware, Kartik?
2: Uh They won the League Cup in under Juan D. Ramos. That was a while ago, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, something like that. Yeah. It's been
1: a long time. So it's been it's been twelve years or eleven years yeah, since yeah. they won any silverware. They've not won any silverware under Pochettino. For him to right. say, Well, if we win, what does it mean to your team when you say, Well, if we win the Champions League, my job is done. Job done, I'm out of here. By saying I'm out of here, he's saying we won the Champions League. There's not a hope in hell we're going to win it again, okay? That's what he's saying, right? Yeah. But by losing the Champions League and staying, he's essentially said, well, we didn't win it, and I still don't think there's a hope in hell we're ever getting back here, but oh well. I mean, that is basically what he's saying, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, And he's th- right. I mean, but that's what he's saying. If he was going to leave Tottenham... When they, if they won the Champions League, you know, why would you leave a club which is seemingly now finally reaching the peak of success that you've been working at? Wouldn't you want to stay there, Al Zidane, and start pulling in trophies? Wouldn't you say, oh, we won the Champions League, I'm really excited. Uh, you know, we're gonna push on now, win the Premier League. We're gonna knock Man City off their effing perch. We're pulling out Alex Ferguson, right? But no. He said, if we win the Champions League, I probably won't stay. And that means it's a hit and run. It means we've won the Champions League. There's, we're not, I'm not going to win anything else meaningful at this club. I'm gone. And for him to say that and stay, those players have to be reading those words and saying, there's not a hope in hell we're going to win anything here, and we're stuck. We got low wages. We didn't really sign anybody. Hey, life sucks. And yeah. then you get thrashed um, 7-2 at home by Bayern Munich. That, I mean, that's exactly what happens. It's a mental problem. These players didn't go from good players last season, players that were for a while challenging to be in the title race for large portions of last season. They didn't just suddenly become crap overnight. It's mental. The players are the players. The mentality is what's shot. And that, the person to blame for that is the manager. Pochettino, he's got to go.
2: Yeah. Uh but they're not gonna find someone
1: of his caliber to replace him. But what is his so... caliber? His caliber's rubbish. <clears throat> his caliber no, 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 is no. junk. Not, uh, because because Dick, the Dick, Dick, Dick the, the Pochettino that you're talking about doesn't exist anymore. That Pochettino checked out and signed off the minute he said when we win the Champions League I'm gonna leave.
2: Okay that that's fair. That Pochettino also had them punching well above their weight. They've made the Champions League four straight years with a wage bill that, as I said, is much lower than Arsenal's or United's or Chelsea's. Yeah, Uh, they generally finished ahead of those teams uh, in the table. They finished. They've actually finished ahead of Liverpool. uh, Until last season, they finished ahead of them the last three years. Yeah, 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 um,
1: absolutely. Uh, But but that Pochettino doesn't isn't there anymore. You're talking about a ghost. That's true. If that's that's the
2: case, then yeah, then it is time for him to leave. I mean. I, I don't know if he has it in him anymore. You're right. Maybe he just checked out after they lost that final.
1: Yeah. Why? Um, why? Because he knows Daniel Levy isn't going to make a massive investment in, in wages. He knows Daniel Levy right. isn't going to break the bank to c- crack on from where they were. The ch- loss of the, the loss in the Champions League last season was the best they're going to do. And they can do no better. And there's going to be no investment to push on from that. And they squeaked by into, what, fourth place in the Premier League last season. Yeah. Uh, so that's the best they're going to do. So if the players, the Ericsons of the world, the Harry Keynes of the world, okay, are looking around at this saying, ah, you know, it's hard for me to really uh, put my heart and soul into this because, you know, I- I'm going to fight hard to be in a no-win situation. That's when you get a completely devastated situation of morale, which is what they have. This is a shell of a team. Pochettino has to go, and Pochettino has nobody to blame but himself and his big bloody mouth for saying he would leave if they won the Champions League. You know, you should do like Teddy Roosevelt. Speak softly and carry a big stick. If you win the Champions League, then you put your resignation in. But don't, don't poison the well for the next season if you don't win the Champions League, which is what he's done.
2: Yeah, in fact, um, we can take it a step further. When they won the semifinal against Ajax, now, it was dramatic, and and they won it in the fourth minute of stoppage time, fourth or fifth minute of five minutes of stoppage time. It was an incredible scene, right? And Ajax had outplayed them badly over the two legs, and they had somehow poached a couple goals, right? Um, But the emotion he showed, even more than his players, and... Uh, the reaction from Pochettino, which preceded these comments that, oh, I'll step down if we end up winning uh, the final, it was almost like that was the culmination, right? He didn't think it could get any better, the way he That's reacted. Right. That's right. He, he may have checked out after that. Okay, this is the best we're going to do. We got to a Champions League final. We shouldn't have gotten there. We got completely outplayed over two legs by Ajax. Uh, the Man City game, they got very fortunate also the previous round. Uh, in fact, remember, they were very lucky to get out of the group stage last year. Yeah, time. correct. Yeah. Do you remember that? Because yep. Barcelona played a B team on the final, final day of the, uh, of the group stage. So, uh, And they got, they got the draw and they got the point they needed. Um, yeah,
1: I, I think you're right. This may be a guy that just he knows it's up. The gig's up. The gig is up. That's exactly right. So you know he's got no one to blame but himself. So let's turn for a minute to Zidane in in Madrid. I mean, <laughs> you know it's funny. There's no amount of brilliance Zinedine Zidane can bring if if he is brilliant. I don't I don't believe he is, by the way. Um, there's no amount of brilliance. As a manager, right? You're not, you're not yeah, yeah as, as a player, as right. a manager, correct? Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no amount of brilliance that he can that's gonna that's going to pick up those goals that Ronaldo should have scored for the team. I mean, it's just mathematics, okay? I mean, it's just mathematics. I mean, 2-2 at home against Bruges in the Champions League? Come on. I mean, they needed those points, Karthik. They lost their first match, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, you know, Um. uh, he's not going to last long. Zidane is going to—they're going to find a nice exit somehow for Zidane sometime here in the next few weeks— and then I predict Pochettino will slide right on in. Yeah,
2: then that would be a good fit for him. I, Real Madrid's been playing very poorly in the league. Uh, they were poor in the league last season. Uh, now that that uh, poor play has spe- spread into Champions League Ajax performance. Uh, Bruges were unfortunate not to get the full three points at the Bernabeu. We're not surprised. We said it before the match, right, on Monday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Bruges has a shot in this. And, and yeah, they got they got an important point. Uh, more importantly, two drop points for, for Real Madrid. Actually, none of this is very surprising. We also said we thought Bayern would
1: win, and they yeah, probably yeah.
2: score three or four goals. Didn't we say that? We didn't say they'd score yeah. seven. That's uh, yeah, the difference. Right. And we
1: did but, say that the matching Group A at the Ali Samien was really going to test the mettle of PSG, and they have been passing every test. I think this could be Thomas Tuchel's year.
2: Yeah, I was surprised they got they got that goal and got out of there. With three points. Yeah. Uh, Tuchel. I, I think Tuchel very much knows that the, the domestic league doesn't matter. Leon is running them close. Good win for Leon, by the way, beating Leipzig. That yeah, was yeah, bit yeah. Of a surprise yeah. today. Um, but uh, I think Tuchel and the PSG know they have to make their stand in Europe. I'd expect them to go a long way this year. I think this year they're going to – Real Madrid and Barcelona, the teams that have generally been beating them, uh, I don't think will beat them this season. So they, they just got to get by Liverpool and Bayern, maybe Juventus. I think those are your top four, PSG's in that group.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to have to step aside, take a break. Uh, it's almost that time. Uh, we do have one short segment. We're going to wrap it up, have a final thought i a certain Mr. Garde Krishnaya, uh, but I certainly believe that uh, Pochettino is a ghost. He is dead man walking right now. He is proof of life after death. He's like walking into South Point Casino at a ten o'clock on a on a Wednesday night where the old folks are there all playing the slot machines. Proof of life after death, folks. All right, we're going to take a break. Be right back after this.
3: that's 800-223-0992. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491, that's 800-593-7491.
1: Interestingly enough, in the wake of the Champions League, uh, incredible Champions League match, really, uh, between uh, Liverpool and Salzburg. um, Young Haaland, who was speaking in a post-match interview, said he, quote, knew he was coming on in the second half. So I spent my time studying the space in which to make an impact, and it worked out well. My father, and by the way, his father was the very famous Alfie Haaland, managed to score here at Anfield. So I had to manage that. Um, by the way, lots of respect coming from Liverpool supporters worldwide uh, to this exciting Salzburg team who probably can't defend their way out of a paper bag but play some wonderful, attacking, exciting football. Uh, much respect, uh, I think, coming from uh, fans of uh, Liverpool towards this team.
2: Yeah, under a uh, uh, an American manager, a guy we, you and I both watched in MLS and played for Chivas in front of you, Chivas USA in L.A., uh, many years ago, and and has turned into a very good seasoned uh cosmopolitan manager that plays good uh, attacking football and Jesse Marsh. So very proud of him from an Atl- uh, 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 from an American perspective. hageland um, I loved his father as a player. You know, his career was ended basically by Roy Keane. Yeah, remember. yeah, correct. Yeah, um, yeah, in yeah. just a disgusting. Uh, and Keane later admitted, right? Oh, I I meant to hurt him. That's I, I right. went out to injure him. So uh, glad to see his son doing well. Brilliant player and, and uh, fun team. Salzburg is proud of Jesse Marsh and, and good win for Liverpool.
1: Uh, just keep on trucking. Absolutely. Well, we hope you'll keep on trucking with us for Street Soccer. We're with you Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on these very networks. That's the Sports Biome Broadcast Network, Sirius XM. I Heart Tune In, award-winning Sirius XM app, and of course, if you missed any part of this show. You can find our podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We'll be right up there, probably within the hour. All right, folks, hope you enjoyed the show. For me, Nick Eber, and my co-host, Karthik Krishnaya, have a great night. Enjoy the game. Hi, this
3: is Ron Barr. If you like insightful, interesting sports talk and interviews with the biggest names in sports, then join us for Sports Byline USA, coming up next on the Worldwide Sports Byline USA Network.